Ladies and lesbians, it is Andy. That's me. Day 107 of the Inner Winner Show. How the hell are you guys all going? Today's going to be a pretty casual laid back episode. A question that I got asked or I've been asked a few times is, do you have a list of things that you've bought that have helped you the most? (laughs) I think you guys are going to know the first thing that I'm going to say and maybe I'm not allowed to say it because I say it all the freaking time, is the Magic One vibrator. So let's say I can't say that one because I'm fucking obsessed with it. But honestly, the next one is probably a good pair of noise-canceling headphones. I have the Sony, um, I hate this fucking name. They gave it the shittest name, WH-1000XM4. That's literally what they're called. What a shitty name for an awesome pair of headphones. Years ago, I looked up like the best noise canceling headphones and these were pretty much across the board rated as the best or second best. I fucking love them. I'd never tried noise canceling headphones before these bad boys. I really, really, really need them, especially when I'm going outside um, like to work. Where I am right now, there's a desk outside, like a bench outside where I sit on my balcony and there's construction workers across the road and they're noisy as fuck, boy. These boys are so fucking noisy, yelling shit, smashing shit. Keep it down, right? I know you're doing construction, but you can be quiet about it. I'm joking. So I need these. Same thing in a, in a cafe. I find it really hard to concentrate just in general. I'm a very um, like skittish person. Years ago, I remember a conversation with my mom, like three years ago, where I was like, Do you know, mum, I've always wondered, I probably could have got diagnosed. I probably have ADD or ADHD. And without even blinking, she's like, yeah, I always thought you did. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad she didn't fucking diagnose me. I don't want to be put in a pigeonhole. I don't like the idea of of diagnosing this shit. I think it's just a personality trait. I think attention deficit is more like a personality trait or a set of personality traits rather than something that's wrong. I fucking love being like this. I really do. But point I'm getting to is I find everything distracts me all the damn time. And I have to kind of work with that and use these cheats to get myself to focus. That's how I've been able to produce as much as I have, start a website, all that. I've had to kind of cheat. I've talked about that multiple times about how to cheat. And one of the best cheats I have is noise canceling headphones. And I put on some music. I like very simple music. Like when I say simple, I mean, I really love drum and bass. I like techno, but let's just say drum and bass above all else, especially liquid drum and bass. It's very easy to listen to. There usually aren't a lot of lyrics, and if they are, they're very simple. You can kind of have it on as background music, and it's almost like white noise. It lets me focus on whatever the fuck I'm focusing on. So noise-canceling headphones, that's absolutely, like, if you put me on a deserted island and somehow you could give me, like, electricity, I would want my noise-canceling headphones and music, just, like, Spotify you know, liquid drummer bass, that kind of shit. That would be fucking awesome. Next thing would probably be, maybe I can say this as like multiple items wrapped up into one, the stuff that helps me sleep. So light blocking glasses, those, those orange glasses that I talk about all the time that block the blue light. The blue light is what wakes you up and keeps you awake. You put these glasses on and you can still be staring at a computer screen or your phone and you will start to fall asleep. You know how normally when you're staring at a light source, like a a phone or a computer, you stay up to like fucking 2 a.m. These glasses stop that happening. I'll also throw in, I need my earplugs because the area that we're living in right now is super noisy. It's like a party area and everyone is so fucking loud all the damn time. So I need my earplugs. I've got special earplugs that are, they're made of like beeswax. 
You can just find them on Amazon or eBay and they kind of mold to the shape of your ear. They're fucking awesome. I love them. I can't sleep without them. I also have a, like just an eye mask, super cheap. It was like five bucks on eBay or Amazon. I need those three things. I can't sleep without those three things, like literally. Well, I can fall asleep, but it would just be shit sleep. And I'll wake up multiple times. I'll wake up feeling horrible. I need those three things. Those are mandatory for me. Another one is probably, some guys are going to be confused to hear me say this one, Cialis. I guess you can say Viagra as well, but I always preferred Cialis. At the start, when I was first working on my getting laid journey and and talking to chicks and all that kind of stuff, I was so fucking nervous every time that I was going to have sex. And sometimes I would even talk myself out of having it. I would make an excuse or I would intentionally jerk off and then say like, oh, I just came. I just jerked off. Like, oh, I can't see her. And then I would flake on her or cancel on her like one hour or two hours before the date. Like what a fucking shithead. But I was like really fucking scared, really scared. And the first thing I did that made it, better was I would give myself permission not to have sex. That's always been my number one trick. I would just say to myself, okay, all I have to do tonight is make out with her a little bit, fool around. We don't have to have sex. That took a lot of pressure off. That made it a lot better. The second thing I would do is take a fucking Cialis pill. Sometimes I would only take, most of the time I only needed half a pill and that seemed to work pretty well. And it was almost like, obviously it makes your dick harder. It allows you to get an erection easier, but It was almost like psychologically, that was what I needed. It was like, okay, this pill has got my back. This pill is going to, you know, save me. This is my buffer. This is going to look after me. It's my safety net. Even if I can only, if I'm nervous, I know the pill will help get me over the hump. I only needed a little bit. Like I said, half a pill. Sometimes I'd even have a quarter of a pill. It was just enough to like make me not stress so much. Sometimes if I was crazy nervous, like really freaking out, like if it was a girl who was like super hot or like the first time I had a threesome, I'd take a whole pill. Um, I experimented with more. More did make me harder, but it was never really necessary. It was always like half a pill was always enough. Again, maybe I should have said this when I first said this, but don't take it without fucking talking to a doctor. All those caveats apply. Do your own research, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah. I really like it. I even use it recreationally now. Like the last time we had a threesome, which was last night, I used it. I like it when I plan on going for a while, like lasting a couple of hours or so. I like taking it recreationally. Again, I'm not advising you do this. It's all up to you. Do your own research. I did my own research, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I like it. Another one, another thing I've bought that I'm really glad that I bought was my laptop. Um doesn't have to be any laptop in particular, just the concept of a laptop. So years ago, I was working from home and I felt very trapped because my job was like a, a work from home. We had no office or anything like that. Everybody worked from home and we never had like meetings or anything. You didn't really talk to the other staff. The only people we would ever talk to was like one like supervisor that you'd talk to on Skype. And the supervisors were, were really shit at that job. They would only talk to you if you made a mistake. So you could just be sitting there in silence for like two weeks straight without talking to anyone and no one would talk to you. And then all of a sudden you'd get a message on Skype and you'd be like, ah, what's up? 
and the person would be like, hey, you fucked this up. And they were always really horrible with how they phrased it. They were never like, hey, you know, just make sure you keep on top of this. Like, hey, I saw you made this mistake. It's all good. Like, let's just keep on top of that so we don't make too many mistakes. It's really important to get it right. They'd never talk like that. They'd just be like, why did you do this? And you're like, well, I don't know. Sorry, I made a mistake. And they're like, that's not good enough. And you're like, for fuck's sakes, you haven't talked to me for two fucking weeks. And now you jump on top of me when I make one mistake. Like 60 hours worth of work. And now it would have been more than that. Fuck. I was working like 60 hours a week at that job. 100 hours worth of work. And you jump on me now. So long story short, I really didn't like that job. It made me feel very isolated. I love the money in that job. I made fucking good money in that job. But I felt very isolated, not talking to anyone else. We didn't talk to the customers, didn't talk to any other colleagues. You would never really talk to your supervisor unless they're yelling at you. There was no company meetings. There was no, none of that kind of shit. It was the most isolating job that I think I've ever done. I was basically alone and I was alone in my apartment and I didn't have a girlfriend at the time. I was kind of working on my getting laid journey. So I was seeing girls. That was kind of my socializing. And then I'd obviously see my friends as well. But this job was super isolating and I was getting more and more depressed because if you have to just sit in your apartment working, especially it was a winter time at this particular moment and I was going through winter. I wasn't really seeing my friends because it was like really cold and shitty and no one wanted to go out. Girls weren't really coming out. Like even if I saw a girl, she'd just usually come straight to my apartment, like my friends with benefits or whatever. So it's not like we went out and hung out outside. And there was a period of time where I didn't really go outside much, like barely at all because it was raining. It was cold. It was shit. And I got to a point where I was like super fucking depressed. And I remember like I called my mom and I was like, hey, I'm like, I feel a bit fucking depressed. Like, what should I do to fix this? And I also posted on the Good Looking Loser forums and I was like, what do you guys reckon I should do? And it was my mom who was actually like, you have to get out of the house. Like, can you not go work in like a shared office space or something? Can you not go work in a cafe? Can you not go work in... I don't know, some office somewhere. Can you not just go and be around other people? And I was like, well, I can't, mom. Like, I, you know, I got my computer. It's this big PC, fucking heavy computer. I can't just like lug it into a Starbucks or something. And then she was the one who said like, just buy a laptop. And I had resistance around that for like no reason whatsoever. I was just like, nah, I can't buy a laptop. You know how people get stuck in their ways. So I was like, I can't buy a laptop. Like, you know, it's expensive. It'll cost a lot of money. Laptops cost like $2,000. I don't know where I got that fucking number from, but I was like, laptops cost $2,000. I got more and more depressed. And like a couple of weeks later, I just went on eBay and I was like, okay, like what laptop can I buy? And there was like a secondhand laptop. It was a Lenovo X1 Carbon second generation and I was like, should I buy it? It was second. I was like 400 bucks Australian dollars. So that's like, you know, 250 US dollars. And I was like, this is fucking cheap. Like, should I buy this on a whim? I was like, fuck it. I just bought it. I went and sat in Starbucks with it. And like, holy shit, just the second I sat down in Starbucks and started working, it was like a life changing moment for me. Maybe as you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, bro, you were lonely. So you went and worked in Starbucks and you felt better. Cool. But for me, this was like, I'd spent like the last two years feeling more and more isolated, feeling more and more depressed, feeling more and more cut off from the world, feeling more and more alone and feeling like I didn't have a solution for it. And then the second I sat in that Starbucks and started working from my laptop, I was like, holy shit, everything is okay. Like, I swear to God, like I felt like fucking crying in that Starbucks because I was like, shit, I don't have to be tethered. And that was a life-changing moment for me. That was like, I don't have to be, because my old computer, my big computer, my PC was like, 
keeping me locked down. I felt trapped in my apartment. Like I couldn't just go outside and work. I had to always work from home. I felt stuck. And this was a life-changing moment having a laptop because I was like, shit, I'm mobile. I can go wherever I want. I can go work from a beach if I want to. I can go like anywhere. And that kind of started me thinking of this whole, you know, working, not from home, but like being a digital nomad, they call it, where you can like travel, you can go outside, you can go anywhere you want while working. That's obviously what I'm working towards now. I'm not quite there yet because I do need to be, actually, that's not true. I can technically do a Skype call with like my coaching clients from anywhere I want. I just choose not to. Maybe that's something I need to work on even more. But the point is right now, I feel like I can go wherever the fuck I want. And as long as I have somewhere that I can do a call from, like a hotel room or something, I'm pretty good. When my girlfriend and I first moved here to the city that we're in now, we had to do a two-week mandatory like quarantine thing with all the COVID bullshit. And that was from a hotel room. And I did a lot of coaching calls with my clients from the fucking bathroom. (laughs) So I guess that proves the point, right? I can travel wherever I want. I have this laptop. Um, I don't even really need a microphone because I can, I've got a little portable lapel mic, which I can just stick in my pocket. All I really need is the laptop and my phone and I can go wherever the fuck I want. That's a very freeing feeling. Certain people listening to this will know exactly what I'm talking about. Radical will know exactly what I'm talking about as he listens to this. That all started because I decided to buy a fucking laptop. God bless. All right, what's the next one? Uh, So on that point, I would say anything that you can buy to make your life more mobile and less chained down is probably a good investment. I think people tend to get, especially guys, tend to get too stuck in their ways. You feel trapped by all the stuff you own. Oh, I got this couch. I got this desk. I have my PC. I have all my, you know, knickknacks and all my bullshit, basically. I can't move or I can't move quickly enough. Us moving here to this new city was a great cathartic experience because I had to, and so did Imogen, we had to throw out most of our stuff because we couldn't take it on the plane. We had to kind of ditch Melbourne and come straight here. And throwing all of that out was very cathartic because it was like, I don't need all this shit. I've been holding on to all this shit. All I really need, like I said, is my laptop and my phone. I think those are the only two things I feel like I need. Like I always want them. I don't ever want to throw my laptop out and I don't ever want to throw my phone out. I don't think that would benefit my life. But everything else I can throw out, everything else I can throw out. We even threw out all our sex toys and shit like that because it's fine. You just kind of buy more over time. You replace the things you threw out if you need to. I like this idea of always traveling light or always having, always being okay with letting go of the stuff you have. So like the next time we move, yes, we will have bought and built up a lot of stuff. I'll be okay with throwing out half of it and just replacing it when we get there. Next thing I'll say I'm really glad I bought was my beard trimmer. I've mentioned this in an article. I'll leave a link in the show notes below to exactly the beard trimmer that I'm talking about, but pretty much any beard trimmer will work fine. It's like it's also known as like a grooming kit or an electric shaving kit, something like that. It's 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 similar to the head shaving razor. Or what do you call them? Like the head shavers that you get. You know, the electric head shavers that a barber uses. It's like that, but like one-third the size. And Man, I was doing my grooming on hard move before this thing. I was using like a safety razor, which takes fucking forever to shave. You also can't get your beard. I like having a little bit of stubble. You can't do that with a safety razor, obviously. You have to use like scissors or some shit, or you have to shave it off and then wait like two days for it to grow back. 
It's also infinitely harder to do like your mustache area um, with like a safety razor. I used to cut myself all the fucking time. That was actually the reason that I bought a beard trimmer because I would cut myself all the time. There was one date that I went on that I like sliced the fuck out of my hand. And on the date, I I didn't have any band-aids or anything in my house. So I just wrapped my fucking finger in sticky tape. (laughs) And I went on the date and she didn't even ask me about it, which was fucking hilarious. I was so sure she was going to. I have a picture. Maybe I should leave that in the show notes. Actually, okay. I will leave a link in the show notes below to the picture, the story of of that girl that I had sex with. And there's a picture of my hand just covered in blood because I cut myself with a razor because I'm a fucking retard. But I fucking love the beard trimmer because I never cut myself. Um, like I said, you can cut, you can trim down your facial hair to like any length you want. Um, it makes it like 50 times quicker because you do it dry. You don't have to use like shaving cream and all that bullshit. I also like my, if you're a bald guy, I like the head shaver thing that I have. But to be honest, you can just use the beard trimmer. And that's what I was doing before. Before I bought the head shaver, the head shaver just makes it quicker. If you're a bald guy and you want it to be like super smooth, but I was using the beard trimmer to like smooth to like get my head super um, smooth. That thing is a fucking, I love it to bits. Battery lasts like forever, which is fucking awesome. It's super portable. It's tiny. I love it. I think every guy should have one. I was pissed off that no one told me to get one earlier, to be honest. Like there's a lot of grooming things that I got that I wish someone had told me earlier. Uh, I guess the final thing I'll say is baby oil. I don't know if you guys call it something different in the US and different countries, but here in Australia, we call it baby oil. If it's called something different, just look up Australian baby oil and then see whatever the fuck your equivalent is. But it's kind of like massage oil, but not quite. Um, I use it probably every third time I have sex. Um, my girlfriend loves it as well. What you do is you kind of like squirt it on the girl's body and then you rub it in. It's basically just like massage oil, but like maybe more slippery and it stays on your skin for a little longer. It does eventually like dry and and um, like rub in, I guess. So don't worry about getting it on your bed sheets. That shit will dry. It's not like, it's not oil like vegetable oil. It won't sit on your bed forever. It will eventually evaporate. Um, it's so much fun, like covering a girl's tits in it and then massaging her especially if you have mirrors in your bedroom. Girls look so amazing when they're covered in oil. They look all slippery. It's it's hot as fuck, honestly. It's really cool to cover your chest in oil as well and then her body in oil. And then when you guys kind of like rub against each other, it's fucking cool to sell. It's like two slippery snakes like rubbing against each other. The best LSD trip I ever had was um, with my girlfriend Imogen and we both were covered in oil and holy shit, I would just say that was a trip and a half. Like, at one point, we both literally thought that we turned into snakes and we were kind of like rubbing against each other. It was fucking trippy. But baby oil is awesome. Massage a girl, cover her in it. Um, I have to add the caveat, don't get it on the condom. Condoms do say you're not supposed to get any type of oil, including massage oil on the condom. Um, yeah, so just be careful with that. Don't get it like on a pussy or anything like that. But it's so much fucking fun. It really is fucking fun. I guess on a similar note, shout outs to my vasectomy. I got one, it would have been like five years ago. That was probably my favorite purchase out of everything that we've listed here. That's why I've ended with it. Now, I'm not recommending you get a vasectomy. It's like, it's your fucking life. But I'd always known that I wanted one. 
I've always known I didn't want kids ever since I was like 14 years old. I've told this story a million times. I was sitting in class and I was like, why the fuck do people want to get married? And why the fuck do people want kids? And I remember asking a bunch of my classmates and they would just be like, what do you mean? Like, don't you want kids? And I was like, yeah, but can you explain to me why you want kids? And they just, no one had a reason. Jesus, I'm dying. I got COVID. I got COVID legit. Actually, I don't have COVID. I probably do have fucking COVID. Um, and I said the same thing to them about marriage. I was like, why do you want to get married? And no one could give me a reason. I was like, what the fuck? You guys haven't even thought about this. It always tripped me out that people, I, I can see the appeal of kids. If you want kids, I'm all for that. Like, fuck yeah. I get there's a, a, a fun aspect of you get to mentor them. Um, I get that you get to have a legacy. You get to bring someone into the world and know that you created them. There's an ego, like a validation thing there. I get all of that. Just to me personally, it was never appealing. It was never going to be appealing. It's something that will never be appealing. I think I get, I scratched that itch by the friends that I have, like helping to mentor them by my website, mentoring people by the girls that I date, trying to leave them better than I found them and mentoring them. I obviously mentor the shit out of my girlfriend, Imogen. I think that scratches that itch for me. I don't really need kids because I'm kind of satisfying those, like I guess you'd call them parental urges through friends, girls I date, my website. So I knew I was never going to have a a, um, a kid. A vasectomy was always something that I wanted. I used to be super paranoid about getting girls pregnant. Like it, it got to a point where I let it build up that it was so horrible that I wouldn't come on a girl because I was terrified of like, what if she rubs it in? I'd never come in a girl's pussy, it, like wearing a condom. I always wore a, wore a condom like every single time. And I was still paranoid about like, what if she gets pregnant? What if the condom bursts? One time a condom did break and I didn't find out until I took it off. And then I was like, wait, fuck, there's a hole in this after I had already come. That was like the biggest fucking panic of my life. She was a sweetheart. She went straight to buy the the plan B pill, the morning after pill, they call it here. Um, She was a fucking sweetheart about it. But like, that was the biggest freak out of my life. I had another girl who at one point was like, I missed my period. And that made me fucking freak the fuck out, even though we'd always wore condoms, but I was still par- paranoid. So I got to a point where I was like, I can't take this anymore. I'm losing my fucking mind. I've always known that I'm going to get a vasectomy. I'm just going to hurry up and get it. It was a great experience. The doctor and the nurse were fucking awesome. I paid a shit ton of money for that. It was like 14000 no, sorry, uh, $1,300, 1350 to be exact. They were awesome. They drugged me up. It was a super easy experience. They were super nice. I healed up in like a week. Um, Didn't take that much effort. I was really glad I got it. It allowed me to like relax and not have this paranoid fear of like, what if I get a girl pregnant and my life is over? Because for me personally, with how much I don't want kids, I would run through what my contingency plans were if I got a girl pregnant. Obviously, the first thing is like, you have to get a fucking abortion. I will pay for it. And I will also give you like $2,000 to like help sway your decision. That was always going to be the first thing I did. If she didn't want to do that, the next thought was always, I have to leave the fucking country. Like no fucking way am I hanging around here if she wants like child support or if, if I have to look after, like no fucking way. I'd rather just not be in the country. And then the third option was like, I have to kill myself. Maybe that doesn't sound rational, but like no way was I ever, I'm someone that values freedom above all else. That's why I haven't handled the COVID shit all that well. That's why that's been particularly fucked up to me or the lockdowns. And, and that's like the most evil that you could ever commit upon someone like me who values freedom above all else. 
And so the idea of being locked down to a girl who wants child support for a kid that I didn't want to have, I would rather not live in that world. I'd, I'd rather either leave the country or just not live in that world. Like I didn't want to, I don't want to be a slave for the rest of my life. I'd rather die a free man. Maybe that sounds over the top. That's my personal principles. That's how I feel. So again, I'm not necessarily advocating that you get a vasectomy. It's completely up to you. If you want one, if you've always wanted one and you've known for several years, remember that I knew for like basically 14 years at that point that I was going to have one. And I'd been really working up the courage to do it for a couple of years. And then I finally just pulled the trigger and got it done. If you want one yourself and you've always known you want one, you're welcome to message me and I can answer some questions. Maybe I'll answer on an upcoming podcast if you have questions about like what it was like, how you heal, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that was probably my favorite purchase. The one that I'm most glad I did. That and probably, honestly, that and probably maybe the laptop because they just changed my life in a massive way. The other stuff kind of has, like fixing my sleep definitely has. The noise canceling headphones are definitely mandatory. But yeah, I think above all else, the fucking goddamn vasectomy, yeah. <laughs>